Psalm 110. The Psalm of David. Yahweh says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool for your feet. Yahweh will send out the rod of your strength out of Zion. Rule among your enemies. Your people offer themselves willingly in the day of your power in holy array. Out of the womb of the morning you have the dew of your youth. Yahweh has sworn and will not change his mind. You are priests forever in the order of Melchizedek. The Lord is at your right hand. He will crush kings in the day of his wrath. He will judge among the nations. He will heap up dead bodies. He will crush the ruler of the whole earth. He will drink of the brook of the way. Therefore, he will lift up his head. This little psalm of seven verses is the most quoted individual psalm in the New Testament. Particularly that first line, the Lord says to my Lord, or in this version, Yahweh says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. That appears in lots of places through the New Testament. Like that appeared in the sermon on the day of Pentecost that uh, Peter preached in Acts chapter 2, 2, 3, in that area there. And um, But this particular um, psalm was actually quoted by Jesus as well as a kind of like a trick question. <laughs> so this is from, I'm going to read you a few verses here from Matthew chapter 22, and it says, verse 41, While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, this is the trick question, What do you think about the Messiah? Whose son is he? The son of David, they replied. He said to them, How is it then that David, speaking by the Spirit, calls him Lord? For he says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. If David calls him Lord, how can he be his son? <laughs> no one could say a word in reply and no one dared to ask him any more questions. So it's a trick. Jesus turned it into a trick question. Why could David call him Lord if it was his son? Well, Jesus came from the line of David, so he was his son physically, but he was the Lord because he's God. So God creates David, but then he puts himself into the human race and becomes David's son. So yeah, it doesn't make sense. The Pharisees didn't know enough about it to be able to answer. But here we've got a psalm which says, the Lord says to my Lord, it's kind of like God talking to himself. <laughs> no wonder it was tricky. So it's very clear from the New Testament that the Lord, who is Yahweh God, and the Messiah, who is um, yeah, David's Lord, is the same person, Jesus. God, the Father, is saying to Jesus to sit down and he's going to make his enemies his footstool. So um, this is a reference to the conquering power of Jesus. Now, the, the Pharisees, they thought that... Um, that, you know, that the Messiah was going to come and just like David was going to conquer all the enemies and make a peaceful area of land and Israel was going to be on top. They were going to be the head and not the foot and uh, they were going to, you know, rule. And at the time of uh, Jesus, their enemy, their obvious enemy was the Romans. And uh, But at other times in history, it was other people like, you know, the Ottoman Empire and the, the Byzantines and the, the Greeks and different groups of people at different times. So the Jewish people, a lot of the Pharisees at the time got confused about this, and especially the Zealots. They thought the Messiah was going to come and going to be a military Messiah. Whereas Jesus came, and well, he, he was a military Messiah, but just not the way we think. And I've always said 
that spiritual things are the greater reality, and um, but they're the more real real. We, th- we say, oh, yeah, the greater reality, yeah, yeah, sure. But we still think that because you can't see and touch it, it's not real. No, th- the non-tangible things are the reality, and then the physical things are the illustration to us to help us understand the reality. And uh, like I've always said, marriage, which is very real, is the physical representation to help us understand what marriage is. If we didn't have marriage, we wouldn't understand that there's a real marriage. We're going to be somehow connected with God and become one with him. Ephesians 5 talks about that. And so we have our illustration of marriage to help us understand the real marriage, not the other way around. And so the Lord, there's an actual battle going on, a spiritual battle, and the Lord is a military messiah, but King David was a military conqueror in the earth as an example to help us understand that. But the Pharisees, they looked at David as a military example, and they thought they were going to get another physical military example. They didn't realize that was the, there was a more real real that it was pointing to. Anyway, so... This psalm about the enemies being made a footstool for your feet, it's a gospel psalm. It's the gospel. It's the power of the word of God, which is now supposed to go into all the world and conquer the nations. The Pharisees were thinking that the physical nations would be, get conquered. <laughs> but no, it's the hearts of the people. It's the nations. It's all the people around the world surrendering to the gospel. It's that conquering that this psalm is talking about. And that's why it's quoted so many times in the New Testament because that's what God wants. Verse 4 says, Yahweh has sworn and he will not change his mind. And that's very cool. God's going to do it and he's determined. Lord, I thank you that we have a, a conquering God. We do have a military Messiah, but in the true way of thinking about conquering. And I pray, Heavenly Father, that you would now fulfill your word in our day, that we would see nations be conquered by the gospel in Jesus' name. Amen.